We're back. It's another episode of Kiddush Club News for Jews. Oh, I took that man. right out. <laughs> I stole it right out. Stole it right out. Oh, maybe the people like you. Maybe yeah. they do. I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have we're gonna to. We're going to put a poll in the WhatsApp group. No, we're not, we're not doing we that. We are definitely My, doing I'm that. I'm way too insecure for that. Really? You yeah. can't handle it. Can't handle the truth. No, I know what I am. I oh, yeah. I don't bring the, uh, I bring the information. All right. I don't bring the entertainment. I bring the information. Fine. We're I know, here. I know my rule. I know my Inform job. Inform us. Let's let's go. What's going on? I think we. I mean, we have to start talking about the um, the World Cup. Even though I know next to nothing about the World Cup, like literally next to nothing, but I do know the following: I do know that there are um, a bunch of groups. I don't know what that means, but I guess it's that whoever wins in these groups advances. The United States well, is in by Group country. B, isn't it? By country, yeah. yeah. So it's country teams that are. Made no, up right, but, of people in the same country. No, 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 no. And they compete. No, no, it's country versus country. And right. it's just it's it, a World Cup. I, I don't know if it's random. I don't know if it's based on their standings, but I'll give you an example. Group A is Netherlands, Ecuador, Senegal, and Qatar. Group B is England, Iran, USA, and Wales. Right, so they'll each compete in their own group and, and then, then, right, and then right, finals and, then, and semifinals. And, uh, progress? Advance. Advance to they'll the next. Advance, right. It's interesting, so... The United States is in the same group as Iran right now. And the United States, interestingly enough, posted on their social media. And when they were showing the the rankings, they put the flags like because, you know, that's how the rankings always show the flags. And they had the Iranian flag without the little thing in the middle, which represents Islam. And they did that as a and they said that they did it. The United States uh, Soccer Federation or whatever it's called. They did that because to show solidarity, solidarity with the protests that are going on in Iran, oh, which are Iranian. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's it's, it's crazy it's, stuff. Yeah, but but rightfully because wasn't somebody killed? So it all started when when the uh, Sneas police of Iran. <laughs> or that's what they are. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> that's what they are. I guess they killed a woman. There was a woman who wasn't Sneas enough, apparently. And it wasn't like she was even trying to be like not sneeze. She, so she like, was dressed immodestly and she got arrested. Yeah, like her wrist arrested. was showing or something. And no. she got arrested. She got arrested. They beat her or something. I, I don't, I, I forget the exact details. She died and then a lot of the women started protesting. They were burning hijabs and things like that. Now it's very common. So Iran is totally, they shut off internet. They, they don't want any outside information going in or out because they're killing people. They're killing the protesters. They're killing many of them. There's, there's actually... This, this thing that a lot of Iranians are doing in protest, and I'm seeing tons of videos like this, where people are walking in the street and there's like an imam walking. In oh, a, I love this. In a turban. These are my favorite videos. And they knock off the turban. They knock off the turban because yeah. it's not violent enough to be like, to, to, to have anything happen to you. But like they run past and they knock it off some 60-year-old cleric. Exactly. And he's like, he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And he just bends down like embarrassed and just... And and picks up his what is it even called? It's called a turban. <laughs> um, the, I don't know. Wikipedia says they have to have a name for it. Takia. Oh no, I'm sorry, a takia. But no, that's a short rounded skull cap. I guess a, a, that's you see like a lot of people even in the United States wearing them. It's 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 almost like a uh, what, what do you call those? Some Easy of the Jewish taxi wear drivers wear like an actual. The people like, can't it's, it's see not your turban. hand motions. So I don't know what your goal is. He's showing the audience with his hands what the I've, taxi drivers wear. I meant to be on a stage. but um, It's like they, kind it's, of like what the G'dayla more, but round. 
like what you see with Moshe Feinstein where, but round. Okay, that's what you're referring to. But I'm talking about like the taxi drivers in the city. First of all, they'll, they'll grow their hair out all the way. No, that's and then that's, they have no, that's a Sikh. it's like a bandage. That's a Sikh. Sikh. Okay, that's a different religion. Okay, <laughs> okay, different. I accept your and those admonishment. guys do not cut their hair at right. all. Right, so underneath that turban is it's a ton locks of hair and locks, and most of them don't even have locks. A lot of them are just bald, and they just have bottom hair. Really? Yeah, it's, but that's great. If you go bald and you're in the Sikh, Sikh religion, Sikh community, Sikh community. It's great because you're wearing that term and everyone's like, wow, this guy's No, but then when you hair. unturbanize, then. But I don't it, think they do. It's just terrible. No, when they go home at night, it's just. Oh. Ugh, it's just str- a stringy mess. Yeah, but then mess. they're home. But either way, I feel like part of me feels bad for these clerics that are getting their hats knocked off because it's so humiliating. I, I don't but like it. But then I don't. No, no, I don't like it. You don't, I don't like, like it, it at all? No, I, 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 mean, look, I think it's. It's, it, they're, they're it's disrespectful. T- it's disrespectful to the religion. I understand you want to protest, but what did this imam? He he's just a religious guy. Imagine they, you know, imagine it was. Imagine they were doing it in Israel. Imagine they didn't like something about Israel and they started doing it to the rabbis and knocking off their hats. I understand you want to protest, but unless this imam works for the Revolutionary Guard or the government, I don't think you should be doing that. I don't. They I don't do think look it's like they look very nebby when they when they're when they're picking up their their turbans off the ground. And I bet they come home with a story. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> you will never believe what happened to me today, <laughs> Jasmine. <laughs> they knock off my hat for no reason. He spe- they speak English in Iran to their wives? Because <laughs> that's weird. We are always practicing. Always. <laughs> so yeah, a lot, of, a lot of crazy stuff going on in Iran. So... Um, the U.S. Soccer Federation said we did that to show support, but they switched it right back. Bunch of babies. So they t- so so they removed what part is it? It's like it looks like a pomegranate. Yeah, it's 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 not a pomegranate. What, what, what I don't is know it? what it is. I'm, and this is from memory. I'm not like yeah. Um, it's chosen to resemble a tulip in the memory of in memory of the people who died for Iran. It's an ancient belief in Iran dating back to mythology that if a young soldier soldier dies patriotically. A red tulip will grow on his grave. It's not the first thing that comes to mind, a tulip. It doesn't look like a flower, is it? It's the scariest like tulip like a, I've ever seen. <laughs> like a bulb, maybe. <laughs> I, a- I have nightmares about that symbol. <laughs> I mean, can't blame us, right? Uh, so, yeah, Iran, crazy stuff going on in Iran. And I think that also what happened was they were playing the anthem in one of the games or whatever, and the players didn't sing it. Like they, yeah, in protest, I remember seeing something protest. like that. They all like they just stayed silent. You got to hand it to these guys because you know what's waiting for them when they get back. Hundred percent. It ain't gonna be good. No, but um, I'm I'm surprised they actually got away with it or actually were were brave enough to to do something like that. Because yeah, you don't protest in a country like that. You got to give them credit. So surprised they even did that all together. Yeah, you got to give them credit. But speaking of Iran, Iran's arch nemesis. I don't know if you saw this story. Is of course Saudi Arabia. Is that, I feel like they were always against Iraq more. No, no. Iran and Saudi Arabia are arch enemies. Okay. And the whole reason that they're getting cozier with Israel is because Israel and Iran are arch enemies. So the enemy of the enemy the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. So Saudi Arabia I mean Saudi Arabia was one of the countries that was really pushing for Iran not to go nuclear. And they said openly that if Iran gets a bomb, they are going to they are going to develop their own very quickly because they cannot afford to allow Iran to have that over them because right. they're they're arch enemies. Interestingly, Saudi Arabia 
was in a very terrible drought. So they, they had very little, they, you know, their water levels were very low. And the king, King Salman bin Abdulaziz Al Saud, you, he, you handled that pretty well. Did I do that okay? Uh, no, but it's... I mean, I'm reading. It sounded, yeah. it sounded decent. Uh, he called on the locals, all the from people in Saudi Arabia, to pray for rain. Really? Like the from Muslims? Yeah. Yeah. All the imams and all the people. And he said that, you know, the custodians of the two holy mosques told his people to supplicate Allah Almighty and ask for forgiveness and repentance. Really? Now that that even according to us, we know Ishmael, right? God listens, right? They have the the power of tefillah. We 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 be- even believe that. Now, the decree came now, wait, from the, the king. Also, the holiest sites are there. Am I right? Mecca, yes. Medina, Medina, yeah. Those yes. are, those are in Saudi Arabia. Yes. So that, absolutely. So they've got full like full power. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And what occurred? He also told them to do good deeds and give charity and pray for rain. I'm now, to, like, where did it's they the get same, this? It's the same God. We pray to the same God okay. as them. Yes. So you got to give him credit. He gave the official decree on Tuesday, November 22nd. 24 hours later, the heavens opened. Wow. But they didn't just open. Let me show you a picture of the amount of rain they got. Oh, that's a ton of rain. Flooding all throughout Saudi Arabia. They got so much rain that the country got flooded. They had to close the road to Mecca because there was too much water. And this like this is unheard of in Saudi Arabia. This is like a desert. The whole country is a desert. (laughs) Could you imagine this? You want to know what's interesting is is in Masech Tatinus, when they talk about the story of, of people praying for rain, it's... First, it comes like too light. Then it comes too heavy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and he was like, "No, you no, don't no. Want this it, is right. that's not, it's l- a like, curse. This is not bad. what I asked for. I want right. rain of blessing." Right. And here, it's like, they, like I guess they don't have those skills. <laughs> they don't. They They're don't just, know. They don't they know. They got the deluge, and they didn't know how to like back it up. And now well, they had flooding the, everywhere. The, that's the famous story of Choni uh, Choni Amagal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm referring to. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And he had to he had to daven for the rain to stop, right? They asked right. him daven for the right. rain, then daven for the rain to stop because right. it was it was so, so they're bad. not as sophisticated apparently. Yeah, and they've got they've got flooding on their hands. But you got to give them credit. <laughs> you got to. No, give it's them interesting. Credit. It's definitely. I mean, there's something there. Obviously, amazing. But you brought up Mecca. It, it might be a, a good time to talk. I mean, so as we know, Mecca is their holiest site. And uh, like we have, you know, you have to be Ayla the Regal. So uh, Muslims have to be Ayla to Mecca at least once in their lives. And that's the holy city. And they Which go. Is not, I don't think that's asking much. Make one pilgrimage in your lifetime. Yeah. It's well, a the, fair the more the better, though. Okay. I mean, obviously. So they go, and the holiest place, they go to the Grand Mosque in Mecca. Beautiful, beautiful mosque. Inside, there's some, in the center of this Grand Mosque is something they call the Kaaba. It's this black, you know, small little building, completely black. In a building, in a building? No, you know, the mosques always, they have very big grand like courtyards. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like you think of the Dome of the Rock in Jerusalem. And at the center of it is this thing called the Kaaba, and they, they circle it during you know some of their ritual prayers or whatever. Inside this Kaaba is something called the Black Stone, and nobody knows much about this stone. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So this stone dates back to... For, for those of you who can't see, I have one <laughs> eyebrow raised. <laughs> 
Carry on. The stone's history goes back from before Islam. It was venerated in pre-Islamic pagan times. Which would really technically be against Islamic faith. Except Pagan the, times. Well, so historically it does. But Muslims, according to Muslim tradition, it was set into the Kaaba's wall by Muhammad himself five years before his first revelation. Since then, it's been broken into fragments. It's cemented into a silver frame in the side of the Kaaba. And... They circle the Kaaba as part of the tawaf ritual during the Hajj, right? The Hajj is when they oil the regal. And many try to stop to kiss the black stone, emulating what their tradition says Muhammad did to the stone. They don't worship the stone, but they revere it. Now, I know, if I remember correctly, there are some theories that the stone is actually a meteorite. I could be making that up, but I believe I remember reading that. Um, No, here it is. The nature of the black stone has been much debated. It's been described as a basalt stone, an agate, a piece of natural glass, or most popularly, a stony meteorite. I mean, it's very interesting, but it's kind of like going downhill. Yeah, no, it's... it's, You're losing me. Am I losing the listeners with this? I just think it's super interesting. (laughs) Like, like, okay, it's very interesting that they have a holy stone. It's so holy to them. But what does it do? It's very much much debated what it is. Well, they say that Muhammad set that stone, right? But we have historically, this stone was... Bedouins used to worship there, but dating back before Muhammad. So it's almost like, I mean, we don't want to offend anybody, but... You know, the historicity of the whole thing is is in doubt. Historicity? Yeah. Is that a real word? I, I don't If think not, so. I just made it up. I think it is. You want me to, should we Google fact it. check it? I think you should. I think, I mean, people have a right to know. Historicity. Historicity. An effort to assert the historicity of poetry, historical authenticity. Here's, okay. here's how to pronounce it. Bravo. Historicity. Bingo. Okay. I'll take Bingo. it. So yeah, I think I think it's just super interesting. I mean, look, we have our rituals and we have our beliefs. They but have no, their don't rituals equate and their them. Beliefs. You Why can't not? even equate them. Why not? Because one is based in oh, I can't even have I'm not going to have this debate with you now. I'm saying that maybe Muhammad did kiss the stone and place it there. Why not? Maybe he did. Maybe he did. And and they revere Muhammad as a prophet. We believe, hey, hold on. We, Jews believe that non-Jews can have their own prophets. Bilam as an example, right? So when they do the pilgrimage, by the way, there's millions and millions of people descend on Mecca. And there could be a million people at the you know, ritual that they do at the great mosque, at the Kaaba, and people are trying to kiss this black stone. You know, there's a lot of stories that happen, like tramplings and yeah. overcrowding and all those things. Like People lose their lives. But wait, I wanted to get to this point, which is... so. They try to kiss this black stone, but could you imagine millions of people? So since COVID, they've been very careful about who they allow to kiss it. But let's say before COVID, right? Now, you and I have both been to the Kaisel many times. Do you, do you kiss when you, do you kiss the yes, stones? Yes, I'll kiss the stones. You kiss the stones? Yeah, I'm not worried. Okay, so, but at least there, it's a huge wall. I mean, relatively speaking. And where you're choosing to kiss, I mean, who kissed it I mean, there? look, you and I are going to kiss very different spots. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what I'm you're saying. way lower. I'm way higher. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> you're not way higher. What, do you have an inch on me? No, there's two several. Inches. No, several there's inches. There's two inches. How tall No, no, no. At least. At no. least. At least several inches. Okay. Back to the point. 
This black stone where they could kiss, it's like a, 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 just a few inches. Could you imagine you're there with a million people and person after person is kissing and you want to go kiss that stone? No, I wouldn't touch that stone. You got to give them credit, man. See, the thing is, <laughs> though, give them- when it comes to the castle, it's, there's, there's so many, it's so large. Right, and it's also outdoors, and it gets rained well, this is on. Also, no, this is also outdoors. This is so. Outdoors. Does it get cleansed by by not, nature? No, there's not that much rain, right? Right, that's also true. <laughs> Would you kiss this thing? Listen, I give them credit for their dedication to their religion, I because guess. I wouldn't, I wouldn't kiss that thing for all the money in the world. But getting back to the World Cup in Qatar. But wait, yes. wait, because you because we're talking about mosques and and islam and did you see the video going around about the from man that was just videoed like davening in a mosque that yes, video was going around but i don't know if he was in a mosque or he was in a non-denominational you know like hospitals have non-denominational no no no, no, no. this was a mosque are you sure i'm not 100 percent sure but it I looked like tell. a mosque and if it looks like a mosque it looks like a mosque acts like a mosque <laughs> Probably a mosque. <laughs> right. Yeah. But there were people sitting on the floor. Yeah. It, the it seemed like the architecture was very But that could be mosque-y. because that could be he was in a, a Muslim country. You know what? If he was if there, there's a reason why somebody turned on their camera to record it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He, they were like, What is this guy even doing? Is he serious? Abdul. Is he serious right now? <laughs> Take him out. <laughs> but Look, he but but that's valid because listen. Because Muslims worship one God. Same God that we worship. Right. Yes. Therefore, it's valid, and he's allowed to, to daven in a mosque. Yeah, for sure. So he was probably like, it's Shkia. I've got nowhere to go. Here's a mosque. Why don't I just hop a davening? Ten Muslims got, Muslim guys, you got a minion <laughs> right there. there's a minion. <laughs> but it was, you know, he, he did what he had to do. Listen, there's a lot of overlap with our two religions. You know, Muslims will eat, like if they, if they only eat halal, they will eat kosher meat. Well, of course, because kosher kosher is halal and then some. It's halal yes. on steroids. But the point is, is that they acknowledge the same way we're acknowledging that we we dive into the same God. They also acknowledge it, and they acknowledge that when we are killing and slaughtering an animal lishma, they consider that good enough. It's lishma because it's the same God, which is super interesting and. I shame. don't like you, but I will eat your meat. <laughs> it's, I think that uh, Jews and Muslims would be friendlier I if think, not for I politics. Think, I think there's a lot of fake news out there. I think the media portrays it, I don't want to say worse than it is, because it ain't good. It ain't great. But I know that there's a lot, like when you have level-headed people of any denomination and of any religion and they're not hotheads, people get along. But I'm saying even more than that. We have so much in common. The sneeze aspects to our religion, the, the kashras a- aspects to our religion, and on and on. We dive into the same God. We, we, we have to pray several times a day. They pray five. We pray three. You know, like the, these things, these are We things. are cousins. We yep. are cousins. <laughs> Cannot escape it. <laughs> Cannot true. escape it. But getting back to Qatar. So the World Cup is in Qatar, but Qatar has their own record of anti-Semitism. And it ain't great. You know, they full, the, the government of Qatar actually fully funds Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera is no friend to Israel. Well, now there's a lot of videos coming out of the hostilities, like towards the Israeli reporters, towards the Israeli yes. people. Like, and, they, and it's all being caught on camera. Like, you know, people just saying, you're not welcome here. This is not Israel. This is not your country. Leave, etc. So it's, it's it, you know, it causes tension. 
I mean, listen, Qatar is is a major ally of the United States, happens to be. The largest U.S. military base in the region is in Qatar. Yeah, but apparently yeah. the sentiment towards Jews in the country at large isn't great. Because of propaganda, right? Okay. Al Jazeera. Did you ever read Al Jazeera? No, I don't make a habit of reading so Al Jazeera. I do. Yeah. You know, in my Why am I not surprised? No, that's part of my job, right? So uh, if you see the coverage, the same story that all the major news is covering the same way. In fact, we would say that a lot of the news coverage of that story is, you know, anti-Israel. Al Jazeera takes it like to the next level. Like it's so anti-Israel that it's shocking. Well, it's not shocking actually because it's called Al Jazeera. Yeah, but Al Jazeera tries to make themselves out to be a legitimate news organization, you know, and and they're treated that way by a lot of the left in this country, even that they're a legitimate news organization. In fact, Al Gore sold his uh, station to Al Jazeera, if you remember. I don't remember, but it seems like they were willing to pay. That's oh yes, that's all. That's the only requirement. I think he made out with five hundred million dollars. I mean, Qatar still teaches in their textbooks. They have, you know, similar to what you see in the Palestinian territories where they teach, you know, that Jews are, you know, just can't be trusted and this and that. So, so they're being indoctrinated from an early age in anti-Semitism. But we don't have to go to Qatar to see anti-Semitism. Sadly, no. It's that time in the show where we have to talk about Kanye again. Oh, dear. This we is do. becoming really like a trend. We have to talk about it only because... Our 45th president gave him an audience. And, uh, and this was not a good look? N- n- very bad look. Yeah. Very bad look. Because, first of all, okay, if you, we've been talking about Kanye or Ye. Should we just say Ye from now No, on? we should not. Kanye, you're right. You know, in the beginning, we gave him benefit of the doubt. We said, you know, maybe he's not an anti-Semite. And then as things have progressed, we, we're kind of on the program of, yeah, he's an anti-Semite. Yeah, he kind of is. <laughs> There's there's absolutely zero doubt. And if you had And then there was the Shalom tweet, so I don't know what to do with that. Oh, right, right. Well, he keeps saying that he's the real Jew, a la black Hebrew Israelites. Right. right. That's what that's how I took it. So and we'll get back to the black Hebrew Israelites because they appeared in the news this week as well. And he came to Trump to he said he had to meet with Trump and he brought with him Nick Fuentes. He is an actual white supremacist anti-Semite, like hardcore... Holocaust denier. Holocaust denier. I never heard of him before. Yes, you did. Because we covered him on this cast. Mm. In fact... What did we say? We covered him because, if you remember, there was a story about... I clearly do not remember. Turning Point USA when Ben Shapiro spoke there, and Ben was walking on the street with his family, oh, and he I do was remember. accosted. That was him? That was him. That's who Nick Fuentes is. So he brings him to this meeting with Trump, and now there's like dueling narratives that are coming out, right? So, well, first of all, he's trying to kosher himself. Who? Trump. Trump. Yeah, Trump exactly. is like That's leaving the all. He's, he's bombing truth social media with, with explanations. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I met with Ye, who happens to be black. He's a very good guy, but also not the greatest <laughs> guy. I didn't. So he says, I didn't even know who these two people were. He came with two people. I didn't know who they were. You're getting really good at that. I'm working on it. And he says that he didn't know who it was. But the, some anonymous people who were at the meeting say that Trump was enamored with this guy because he's like a real loyalist. He was quoting Trump back to Trump verbatim. And they said that Trump loved him because nothing makes Trump like you. Than quoting Trump. Than quoting Trump. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can't do better than that. 
But Trump on Truth Social says, no, I didn't know who he was. Man, I was there to help. Yeah, he, uh, he needed business advice and I was there for him. Uh, you know, we're good friends. But even that in and of itself is not a great look. Yeah, so, the whole thing is not, it's not, it doesn't bode well for him. At all. Altogether. And everybody's talking about it. And among them, Elon Musk. Yes. And I say that because Elon Musk is now saying, like, I, I, like we need to have a middle-of-the-road candidate for president in 2024. And then someone asked him, like, would you consider DeSantis? And he just came out with a huge capitals yes, which is tremendous. Huge. Which, by the way. But that's not surprising. He just bought Twitter. And he's treating Twitter now like like his new car. His personal fiefdom. <laughs> yeah. No, but he's it's like, you know, if you buy a fancy new car, you're gonna drive it around a whole lot. That's what he's doing with Twitter. Like that's how I see it. He, he's tweeting constantly. And this is me. He's like allowing he come, some people, not allowing others. And he's coming on just to say random stuff. Did you see that he didn't uh, he didn't allow he let Kanye back on, he let Trump back on. He didn't allow Alex Jones. And they said, well, why? Why are you picking and choosing? Because his whole thing was, we have to let everybody on, you know, freedom, freedom of speech, speech yep. et cetera. And he said, he quoted something from the New Testament. Uh, I, I, I don't have it in front of me that, you know, he basically said, I draw the line when someone who makes children suffer. Right. But if you're drawing lines and now it's just whatever Elon Musk wants, then what did you help Twitter? How did you help Twitter? Your whole point was that, there needs to be clear guidelines that everyone could follow and very transparent. But now you're saying you are single-handedly picking and choosing. But before we get to Elon Musk, because there's a lot to talk about Elon Musk, I want to just talk a little bit more about the anti-Semitism in the news. We had the Trump yay visit. Uh, I want to bring up again Candace Owens. And she just, everything she says now to me is just, I'm so done with Candace Owens. I want to play for you. I happened to see a rebuttal video, and I thought it was great. But I want to—I want you to hear Candace Owens in her own words. Listen to this. He also very clearly stipulates to them when they ask him, "Are you anti-Semitic?" He clarifies that he's not anti-Semitic. Now, why is Kyrie Irving saying that? Why is he saying I can't be anti-Semitic? Why is he saying that a couple of breaths after he talks about the Oxford Dictionary? So here is the definition of Semitic straight from the Oxford Dictionary. It's relating to or denoting a family of languages that includes Hebrew, Arabic, and Aramaic, and certain ancient languages such as Phoenician and Akkadian, constituting the main subgroup of the Afro-Asiatic family. The second definition listed is relating to the people who speak Semitic languages, especially Hebrew and Arabic. So clearly what Kyrie Irving is saying, based on that definition, is that he believes that he is Semitic, that he hails from maybe Africa or from Asia, which is what the documentary explores. I'm going to give you my feedback because obviously I watched the documentary after listening to this. So the, so she said that and she brought out the Oxford Dictionary. Now I want to play for you a, a Which is not wrong. Video. That is the definition. Oh. Semitic peoples oh. are hailing from a certain region. Okay, wait, wait. Pause and listen to this rebuttal. 
not make the word Semitic just about Jewish people in America. It includes a lot of other people, okay? Now, you might disagree with that. You might disagree with the Oxford Dictionary. Candace Owens, show me the Jews trying to make the word Semitic only about Jewish people or that disagree with the Oxford Dictionary's definition of the term. The word anti-Semitic, however, is only about Jewish people because the white supremacists that popularized that term in 1876 and the racist masses that joined him were and are uniquely obsessed with one group of Semitic people, the Jewish people. Check the Oxford Dictionary's definition of the word. But the fact that you seem more interested in pseudo-intellectualizing about the etymology rather than addressing the real and dangerous tropes that anti-Semitism describes is a resounding message to all of us that Jewish safety couldn't matter less to you. Candace, stop gaslighting Jews. That's from a user called That Semite. And but I was going to finish with that because you can't say anti-Semitic means anything other than being anti-Jewish. Exactly. So she, because, she and it's and it's not because of the actual definition, just because of the usage of the term has no other usage other than being anti-Jewish. Exactly, and that's why she's gaslighting by quoting the Oxford Dictionary on the word Semitic. So once again, Candace, again, I don't think she is an anti-Semite herself. But I think she's trying. She's just digging her own hole deeper and deeper. Like if it was me, I would just shut down for like a couple weeks and then just come back like nothing happened, because this is not. It's, this can't be advancing her career. In fact, quite the opposite. I agree, and it's gone so far that I'm considering canceling my Daily Wire Plus account because you already said you're done with Candace. Exactly. Now you're just going to be done with Daily Wire. Yes. Because the fact that they're not coming out strongly, the fact that even Ben Shapiro is not coming out strongly and fact-checking her on these things and, and saying, you know, th- th- this is just incorrect. It's just, it's just wrong. I don't think she's the sharpest tool in the shed either, by the way. I think she's just not that smart. And the fact that they're not coming out and putting her in her place so then you know better than, than the other people. Well, that's how I feel. For Ben, I feel like he has to walk this fine line. Like it's a tightrope for she him. told him, call me. Don't, it's don't a take it out on for Twitter. Him because it's, it's an employee. It's a coworker. You, you can't just, you know, slam her in the open, you know, openly in the media. And it's just, it's a, it's a tough spot to be in. But I've never heard you like talk like this. Like this, you only venerate Ben Shapiro and... I mean, you know how much I like Ben Shapiro. And call him your Rebbe, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) So for you to talk like this, it has to have gotten really bad. Yeah. I I, I think, you know, I I think it's just, I think it's just ridiculous. Um, And I hate to say it, but I do believe in freedom of speech. But I also believe that when the temperature is really high in the world, you can incite people to do bad things. And uh, I'll give you an example. You know, since this whole thing with, with Kanye and Kyrie, since this has come out, we know that anti-Semitic attacks have been spiking. I saw a study that came out from ResumeBuilder.com. Now, this is a, a website that helps you build your resume, okay? Listen to these stats that they released. 26% of hiring managers say they're less likely to move forward with Jewish applicants. 26%, one out of four, more than one out of four, say that if the applicant is Jewish, they're less likely likely to hire them because they don't need that drama at the workplace top reason for negative bias is belief jews have too much power and control does that sound familiar now who's been saying what do they think what do they think we're gonna hire this jewish person and he's he's gonna gonna take over the company (laughs) (laughs) 
26% make assumptions about whether a candidate is Jewish based on their appearance. 23% say they want fewer Jews in their industry. You hear these numbers? Yeah, these Seven, are high numbers. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say no. Here's a scarier one: seventeen percent, almost twenty percent, almost one in five say leadership has told them not to hire Jews. Scary. Thirty-three percent say anti-Semitism is common in the workplace. Twenty-nine percent say anti-Semitism is acceptable in their company. Almost one out. Who of Who would three. say? Like, I want to know who answered that survey. <laughs> Like, it was uh, like, hi, sir, it's Resume Builder. We just want to ask you a few questions. So like, do you think anti- Only Yeezy uses this, this website. <laughs> so wait, like, uh, sir, do you think uh, anti-Semitism is acceptable in your, in your place of business? Like, like, what do you answer to that? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Oh, Why not? Yeah. We bet down. We, <laughs> we beat down on Benny all the time. Yeah, he's the token Jew. Chaim, we all know what to do with Chaim. Oh, yeah. This is what leads to all these crazy it things. It just doesn't make sense. I like, I'm a little skeptical. I'm a little skeptical of these numbers, Listen, of this, this poll. Is, like, this who is not would a Jewish organization. This is resumebuilder.com. I, don't, I just don't understand who would say Like in, in today's climate, who is going to even answer a survey that way? Why? If it's At anonymous? 17%? It's, if it's anonymous, why not? Well, you, but, you're not scared if it's anonymous. What, what could happen? It's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So we think like they're answering it like knowing no one's going to know it's them, and it's going to be like, well, now that you're asking me, <laughs> now that you we don't it. really like uh, we don't really like Chaim. We just don't like him. So, so th- I don't see it. I just don't see it. I don't know. All right, I'm, I, listen. These are the facts. I hear. Don't hate the play. I hate the game. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, and, and talking about the Black Hebrew Israelites, so they actually. Uh, released this little video before they, that. Before that, when Kyrie was getting reinstated, you saw those videos. Which these, ones? These black Hebrew Israelites. I think that's where I'm going. I think that's they what I come out yeah. in force. Yes, that's exactly what. I, and I have a video. For and you. it's scary. Yes, because they like soldiers. Yeah, these guys are like soldiers, and they and 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 chanting and like military style marching. It's kind of scary. So the black Hebrew Israelites came out to support Kyrie and they came to the Barclay Center in New York. And <laughs> just the funny part is I'm just going to read to you the two statements. And this is released by them. Okay. It says the Israelites take over Barclay Center in a peaceful protest and show of unity. The description under that says, and if you stand against us, we will destroy you in the spirit of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Peaceful. Mm-hmm. Peaceful protest. And if you disagree, we will destroy you. Okay, here's what it sounded like. Hey, Kyrie. Um, there was a group of about 100 people outside uh, wearing the shirt of a group called Israel United in Christ, a group labeled as a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Um, they were outside in support of you and handing out anti-Semitic literature on the plaza of people walking by. Because now- you said, I have an army behind me. Yes, what happened to you? Where'd it go? Hey, look, y'all. We got the blitz. Brooklyn, man, we in New York City. Hey, look, we've been to surround the Barclays, man, and we've been to show the people that, look, hey, we the true prophets of God, Hey, we got the truth. Hey, look, we just gonna destroy and cast down all yeah. that. Yo, I'm for Because we are the real Jews. We're the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel. That's and it's time all people understand this, that these are the last days. It's time for us to wake up, learn who we are, and keep and apply God's laws, and that is going to be the ticket 
to our that was a little bit of uh, that's one nothing of these that's not what videos. i want to hear i want to hear the chanting can you pull that part of the video up So they're, they're chanting, we are the real Jews, that is the good news. And they ask Kyrie about it, and he says, yeah, well, let's just, we'll, we'll talk about that a different day. Let's talk about that a different day. Yeah. yeah but so, it's scary. It's a scary display of force is what it is. Absolutely. I've been in Manhattan when, I mentioned this on the cast, with my yarmulke and, you know, with, you know, the black Hebrews are like speakers on a soapbox and he's screaming and whatever. And I got called out by him. Really? And screamed out, yeah. What do you say? Hey, Jew, yeah, I'm talking to you. And I, I just turned my head and I just got out of there. <laughs> well, that's the smart thing to yeah. do, probably. I just got out of there. It's No, it, my, my heart was racing. I was in fight or flight. I was very scared. There yeah, was a mob scary. of people. But the he truth called is, me out. I just ran. Any protest is going to be scary. And I, I think I mentioned this before, but I one time got caught in a protest. And I was in the car and the people were just... It was just throngs of people, endless throngs of people and, and angry people. So they look upset, they're angry, and it's very frightening because at any second, if, you, if, you, if, if attention turns to you, you're finished. That's it. They'll, just, they'll overturn your car. There's enough people to do that. Smash your windows, turn your car right, right on its side, and you're done. And the anti-Semitism, it's all over the world, by the way. It's not just in America, here in the States. I mean, there was, there was a, a story that came out from London, a North London school. And there's a video that came out that's showing uh, of dozens of kids singing a song that references a myth about, you know, the future of an apocalyptic time where all the Jews get massacred. And these kids are singing about it. And it's a 15-minute walk from the New London synagogue. No good. It's crazy. No good. It's crazy. And of course... I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence that there were the two bombings, these horrible bombings. It was such a surprise. It's like we haven't had something like this in like decades. Honestly, I think they're looking at the world and saying, now's the perfect time to do it. The whole world is being, is anti-Semitic. They're on, you know, it's it's in fashion right now. Now's the time to do it. Two people died. Yeah. Two people died. And how many people injured? And one 16-year-old boy. Horrible. What? That's terrible. Horrible. Shiva boy. Shiva boy, but on on the plus side, there I, is no plus side to no, that. No, there is. There, there, was there is a no nice plus story. side. But 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 just in in illustrating the incident, you know, we go back and we think about the times when it was like the intifada, and 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 there was this was happening, like not on a daily basis, but like m- much more often. Yes, bus bombs, terrorist yes, yes. attacks. It was exactly. crazy. And, and we, Here now, fifteen years later. They're blowing up these buses remotely. No suicide bomber. Really? Yeah. It's a remote detonation. Two buses. Uh, it's an explosive packed with nails to inflict maximum casualties. And, and we're talking about like 18 or 19 people injured. These are not like random injuries. These are life-changing injuries. Yeah, and some you of know? them are still in critical condition. And, they may and not make it. And, and it's so sad. And think about it. You have all this technology and all this information and all the intelligence, and still it managed to get through, which, to be perfectly honest, it's a wonder that it was just one. Because they're all day and all night and every day just thinking and trying and, and planning and plotting to get something like this done 
It's a wonder it's just one incident. But even with all the technology and the intelligence, it, it managed to have gotten through, and it's just terrible. It's horrible. But there was a nice story that I saw in Yeshiva World. Uh, I guess one of the victims, he had a, a safer tillum in his pocket, close to his chest. And a piece of shrapnel, like you said, maybe it was a nail, maybe it was something else, came and hit him. And there's a picture of the tillum. I think it, I saw the story. Went into yeah. the tillum. And his life. And it saved his life. And the Pusuk, I'll read you the Pusuk in English. That so so it penetrated the book, it penetrated the cover, and it penetrated the pages. And it stopped the penetration of the shrapnel goes all the way till it stops at the words in Perak 124. Oh, I saw this. I did see this. I think it stopped at the words, Nafshenu Kitsipun Limlata. Yes. Yes. Uh, our, let me look it up one second. I'll, Here I'll it read is. you the it English. Is. Go ahead, go ahead. Our soul escaped like a bird from the hunter's snare. The snare broke and we escaped. Wow. And this guy legit escaped. For knows, sure injury, what? if not death. So he he gave permission. He said he wants to publicize it. He wants people to know. And he said that this is what protects us. And he held the book. This is what protects Kali Israel. Which is yeah, he's not wrong. Thing. I mean, this is, it's it's what do we have if we don't have prayer? Yeah, I mean, look, look at the look at the Saudi Arabians. <laughs> <laughs> if they could do it, we could do it. Certainly, right? Other news coming out of Israel. There's an Israeli woman who, when Biden visited Israel. You know, before he gets there, the Secret Service get there, they lock everything down, whatever. Apparently, there's a Secret Service agent who assaulted her, or she claims that he oh, assaulted her. Oh, I saw her. something like this. Yes, yes, yes. And she's fighting with the Secret Service because, you know, everything is secret. <laughs> Hence the name. It is no, the name. No, because think about it. If you're a Secret Service agent and you're overseas and it's just a defenseless Israeli woman, what a, like, if you're going to, if you're that type of person, this is the golden opportunity to take advantage of someone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you have status. You have like diplomatic immunity probably. And, you know, who's going to find out? But they don't know Israelis. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know Tamar. <laughs> but it's, it's interesting because Tamar filed a FOIA request, you know, Freedom of Information Act request. Sure. And she still cannot get the agent's name. He's listed as John Doe. She has to deal with the Secret Service, and they're not giving her anything. Well, of course not. Of course not. What do you mean? Not they can't just not. do whatever they want. They can't do whatever they want, and, and just they're immune to anything. You're right. You're right. And she, you know what? Good for her that she's tracking tracking this guy down. Yeah. You know? because And, and that's the Israeli spirit. He's not going to get away with this. You hear me? You hear me? i never going to rest. Until he's in, where? <laughs> secret service, not going to be a secret much longer. You understand? <laughs> they picked on the wrong, uh, the wrong person. The, the, the wrong demographic. Yeah. These are not the people to be messed with. So uh, g- getting back to Elon Musk, we, uh, let's, let's lighten it up, get away from the anti-Semitism. Let's get back to Elon Musk. I got nothing but love for Elon Musk. I hope he doesn't turn out to be an anti-Semite. I'm hoping. I think he's. I think we're safe. I don't want to say yeah, completely safe. I, I think know. he's. I think he's a good dude. So you know, you know about all the stuff that's been going on in Twitter. Twitter's upside down. I wanted to play for you just a couple of clips from different things I saw from Elon. So you know, he fired like seventy-five percent of yeah. the workforce okay. at Twitter. Yes. So he was interviewed. And- Wait, and he said, he's like, I walked in. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Wait, I have it. Let me play it. All right. Better if he says it, I guess. Yes. Everybody's talking about my takeover of Twitter and how I fired a lot of people. 
I feel kind of bad, but it was actually funny how it happened. I was walking around and saw people just sitting doing nothing. I was like, hey, guys, so what do you do? They didn't have an answer, so I just fired them. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty great. much pretty much standard employer. That's so right? great. Like, if you don't even know what you do. No, well, you wouldn't necessarily just fire them on the spot. They didn't have an answer. If you can't say what you do, why are you there? That's great. What do you do? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you're fired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take your hat and coat and go. Oh, I, I, he's so great. He's so great. But a lot of talk about how like he overpaid for Twitter. He's never going to make money with it. It was such a, a terrible but deal. But he's saying that he sees in one year, he sees it exceeding a billion users. Yeah. So I want you to hear in his own words. Because I believe, Elon, like we said, he's not just some moron. He's got the creds. He's a, the richest man in the world. He Everything he really puts his mind to, he really makes successful. Well, I like it because it seems like he's spending a lot of time on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> he is, yeah. for sure. Listen to this. You'll appreciate this clip. Listen to this clip from the same interview. My workload went up from about, I don't know, 70 to 80 hours a week to probably 120. I go to sleep, I wake up, I work. Go to sleep, wake up, work, do that seven days a week. I'll have to do that for a while. No choice. But I think once Twitter is set on the right path, I think it is a much easier thing to manage than SpaceX or Tesla. And I, 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 mean, I really understand the internet. I wrote software personally for 20 years. You know, I was one of the key people behind X.com, which became PayPal. And so I also, like, I'm aware of, like, a, I know how to make a, a way better PayPal. There's a product plan I wrote, which I wish I'd kept a copy of in July of 2000 where I thought it would be possible to make the most valuable financial institution in the world. And we're, we're going to execute that plan from 22 years ago, which amazingly no one has done. That's part of why I think Twitter will be ultimately extremely valuable, because I'm going to execute the X.com game plan from 22 years ago. So that's exciting to me. It's beyond exciting. It's, 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 how could nobody have thought of this idea for 22 years. Well, it's possible someone thought of it, but no one has executed it. Right. And, and, you well, know. if anybody has the wherewithal to execute a plan like that and to make the most valuable financial institution in the world, then it's Elon Musk. Agreed. And if you're you know, going to bet on him you know, losing with Twitter, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that bet. Right. I agree. I, if I was going to put my money, I'd put my he money on Elon Musk. He has an amazing track record. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right, so big things to look forward to uh, with Twitter, apparently. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. And the truth is, I really can't wait till it goes public again. You think he'll take it public again? Yeah, for sure. So right now, he's holding all the cards, and then eventually, I mean, I guess he, this man is going to make his money back in space. Yes, 100%. 100%. There's no doubt in my mind. Yep. If this company was public and Elon Musk made a statement like that, you would see immediately you would see a tremendous boom in that stock price because you see that with Tesla all day long. 100%. You know, 100%. he says one thing, boom, the the price jumps 50 bucks. It's 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 crazy. If I could if I could buy Tesla stock right now or as Elon says it Tesla stock right now, I would I would buy in a heartbeat. I think he's going to I don't know what he has planned, but he's going to do something amazing. He's going to consolidate financial you know, payment systems somehow. I, I don't know what he's going to do. It's unbelievable it's to me how he moves markets with just a sentence. Yeah. Right? Amazing. It's crazy. 
Okay, it's that time in our cast where we move to crazy animal stories. <laughs> it's just, it never doesn't make me laugh. <laughs> okay, once again, it involves a snake. This is in Australia, okay? A five-year-old boy was swimming in a pool. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He was dragged into a swimming pool by a python three times his size. What is going on in Australia? <laughs> no, Australia. Last, 100% the, right. You're the right. last episode, we also had Australia. Austra- I, I've said it before. I would never live in Australia. You see the spiders, the kangaroos, the, the, the insects Just are, so you know, are, we have a like loyal size. We have a loyal fan base in Australia. We love them. A shout out to, to, to our Australian listeners who have reached out on several occasions. Yeah, listen. They are a lot braver than we are. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. I would not live there because I'm a baby. I'm scared of everything, okay? Yeah. This python wrapped itself around the boy, dragged him into a pool. The boy's grandfather saved him. A 76-year-old grandfather jumped in the pool, pulled him out. So it turns out pythons are not poisonous snakes. So they'll, you know, they'll but wrap they're themselves. Big. They're big. You they'll, think about a python, you think about yeah. a very large snake. Yes, it'll crush you. Snake. It'll, it'll, you know, crush you and then swallow you whole. But they're not venomous. They're not venomous. So he saved the boy. But the craziest part of the story. So they told the boy, you know, they're not venomous. So it's okay. They took him to a hospital. He was fine. The grandfather saved him. The 76-year-old grandfather saved him from the python. And then the article says he held on to the python for about 10 minutes before releasing the snake back into the vegetation. (laughs) Only in Australia. Well, what would you have them do with it? Put it down? I don't know. Yes. I guess. What would you do? God forbid. No, 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 no. Be like, okay, it's, it's all right. It's all right, mate. Got him. I would get my, I would get my hunting knife. <laughs> Let's go put him back Cut in the yard. Cut his head right off. Let's put him back in the yard where he belongs. Like what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's an offender. This python is an offender. Yeah. And put it, called some type of animal extermination company. Drive it like... 8,000 miles away from here. Don't release it back to your backyard. We don't have the ASPCA. <laughs> it's crazy. It's nuts. In other animal news, in India, rats in northern India have been blamed for eating hundreds of kilograms of cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where that's going to go. Is that crazy? Yeah. Because yeah, is it rats you said or mice? Rats. Rats. So now the rats are They're high. They're the coolest rats <laughs> in the world. <laughs> They're the funniest rats. They're also the fattest. Yeah. Because they're getting That's the munchies. All That's all they're doing. <laughs> so apparently they have like these places where when they confiscate the cannabis and they store it in these warehouses and then they go and they see that rats have eaten just hundreds and hundreds of pounds of cannabis. Wow. Isn't you know what's wild? funny is that nothing would occur to them. Nothing would happen to them if they ate cannabis. The rats? Well, they're going to get it. high. No, they won't. You yeah, can't, you don't, cannabis won't affect you if you eat it plain. That's why, whatever, I don't want to get into it. But <laughs> No, get into it, no. please. <laughs> just eating plain cannabis will do nothing. It is just uh, another, it's just, keep it's just a salad, check. basically. Because it's, it's not water-soluble, so therefore when you eat it, nothing will happen. It, it's only fat-soluble, if that makes any sense to you. First of all, why do you know this? Let's start there. Again, just random information floating around, waiting for its turn to come out. All right, I'm fact-checking you. You Looks like you're correct. Yeah, if you want to activate the goodies in there, you, you need to... Yeah, you it need, it needs exposure to, be... to light or heat from smoking or baking. Right. The car- carboxylic acid group detaches. This process is called decarboxylation. Right. Without so it the needs, carboxylic it group, needs combustion or 
it needs to have extraction. it needs to be right extraction through fat, wow. not through water. You just killed that story, man. I'm so sorry. That, that, I'm so sorry. I, I know imagine- you wanted the high rats, <laughs> the baked rats. I was and just not only that, they were now. Indian high rats. <laughs> yes. They were. It was like, bro, I don't, I can't feel my tail. I, I can't feel it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm sorry to have ruined, you ruined that. It. I'm you so totally sorry. ruined it. It was the you best story ever. Listen, we, we're, we, journalistic integrity demands better. And in regular drugs, speaking of the regular pharmaceutical industry, the FDA just approved the most expensive drug ever. Every dose, it's a therapy for hemophilia. Every wait, that's diabetics. No, hemophilia, I believe, is you know, it's a blood disorder. Oh, oh right, right, right. That's when people could bleed, bleed to death right. from a paper cut. Yes, yes, yes. Well, not a paper cut, but well, no, why not a paper cut? I don't think a paper. You don't even bleed from a paper cut. Yes, you do. No, you don't. Yeah, yes, you do. Some I blood don't. comes out. Oh, come on. If you get a really nasty paper cut, it will it will draw blood. So let me tell you the the life hack. If yeah. you get a paper cut, just take some crazy glue, put it on the paper cut, you're done. Go to sleep. That doesn't sound very sanitary. No, it is. It's it's a it's a legitimate it's a legitimate life hack. Yeah, you're gonna get us shut down by the FDA. No, no, I've done it. It's great because paper cuts are so annoying. They sting, right? Yeah. You just put some crazy glue on it and you just go right there. It's great. I, I cannot endorse that. Try it. Don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give you a paper cut after this. The FDA approved the most expensive drug drug ever. It's a therapy gene therapy for hemophilia. It's guess how much it costs per dose. Just take a what is it like guess. a pill? Or is it an injection? There's a difference. Well, it says per dose. Okay. What so is it? One or the other. How much does it cost? I don't know. $500. $3.5 million per dose. Nothing can cost that much. You can inject gold into your veins for cheaper. <laughs> Diamonds. Right. So what, 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 what is it about this that is so exorbitant? I have no idea. If you do not have hemophilia, say Baruch Hashem. Because could you imagine trying to convince you do, insurance? Get some get some health insurance. <laughs> exactly. Could you imagine right. fighting with them? You're like three point five million. And it's one dose. Yeah. Hemophilia B affects one in forty thousand people. That's that's, that's a high that's number. That's not crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Hemgenics is the name of this drug. Can you believe this? I just don't understand it. Like it needs to make some kind of sense. Like tell me that there's some rare something like 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 some bumblebee nectar that has to come like get like I think extracted it, from each bumblebee and I think go it all into the medication. On how much they've spent trying to develop it, and this has and taken then they just decades. divide it. Yeah, it's taken decades, decades and decades of research, and they finally have it, and they have to recoup three and a half million. I just wonder how much business they're going to do with that kind of I don't price know, tag. But you may want to buy the stock. The company is Biomarin. That's the name of the company. Right, and this is not financial advice. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a great place to end. Of course, we want to thank everyone for listening. You know you can follow us on Twitter. We are at Kiddish Club Cast. You can find us on Instagram. We are at Kiddish Club Podcast. And, of course, we have our WhatsApp group where we have a lot of special features. You can find the OTR, which is off-the-record episodes, on the WhatsApp group. You can find the link on our webpage. It's www.kiddishclubpodcast.com. Dot com. And of course, you can shoot us an email. It's hock, H-O-C-K, at kiddishclubpodcast.com. And hopefully we'll see you guys on the next episode. Kiddish Club, out.
Well, we're coming off of a long weekend, which is always... Always what? What is it? <laughs> you know, I'm the one that has to sit and stare at you and, and think of something to say. I'm hearing this. I, I am too. It's disgusting. That, well, that you're going to pick up. It's that's, ASMR. That's ASMR? You know what ASMR is. It's like the therapeutic sounds. Oh, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> here, here's some ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> Does that relax you? I'm so relaxed. <laughs> you ever see like those that, that like, oh, this 22 kilohertz, it promotes creativity oh, and relaxation. In these, in, in all these like go to sleep apps or the meditation apps, they have like this fall asleep with 220 mm-hmm. megahertz. Like this yes. is for sure. I'm like, okay, it sounds like they it's really going to. to know that this will make you superhuman. This will put you out. <laughs> You're not going to get away with this. You understand? Secret servers. Secret service? Not going to be a secret... <laughs> secret service? Not going to be a secret... Why can't I get this out? Secret. Secret. It's a hard, it's a hard one. Not so secret. And it's, by the way, in English, they say it's Medina. No, Medina. No. Mecca and Medina. Medina. Oh. Sorry. Hold on. Sorry. You want a different one? Yeah, you want the American way to pronounce it? Pronouncenames.com. Medina. Sorry, Bob. You're off. Why? I've heard it. Medina. Medina. No. All right. Medina. Shut up. Sorry. Medina. All right. And this episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.